there's a saying that blood is thicker than water. And for many of us, it describes how biological relationships are the strongest relationships of all. But is that really true? In terms of chosen or found family, um, is if, if that's anything to go by, then perhaps it's time to rethink how we understand blood being thicker than water as we come into our Welcome Home series for this uh, week and today's theme as we look at found. Let me take a moment to pray. Jesus, as we spend some time once again in your word, we ask that you would be at work in and amongst us. Holy Spirit, would you brood over us? Would you, would you remind us of your love, but also of the love that you have for the community in which you have placed us? And as we, as we understand and hear stories of old, may they rekindle in us a, a heartfelt passion anew and you to be the people that you long for us to be, to be the church that you want us to be, wherever you have placed us. Lord, would you do amazing things in and through us for your glory. Amen. Sister Sledge uh, sang the song, We Are Family, and they put music to it while the American sitcom Friends Beamed into our homes around the world, the concept of chosen or found families have has grown over the years. And while the term has received significant traction within the LBGTQ plus community, the reality is that um, found families and all that that means chosen families continues to be something that is experienced and sought after by people across the globe and around the world throughout history. Found families describe uh, an emotional connection between people who see other, another person as, um, as family, even when they are not biologically or legally related. While Australia's Fair Work Commission still has not yet recognised it, in parts of the USA, Laws allow workers to use their sick days to provide care for their chosen found family members. Mirroring the bi biological family, both the positive and the negatives, unfortunately, found families play a significant role in our community. And as we will also discover in creating a spiritual home. Found families form because we are created for relationship. Even the strongest introvert will still have yearnings for human connection. That's why isolation is considered such a severe punishment. Being excluded or ostracized from activities, from family and society have a significant detrimental impact on an individual's health. We can easily assume that with the decline in the number of family households and the increase in the number of single person households, that this equates to a diminishing of the family unit. Yet what we actually discover is that the rise or the reinterpreting 
of what the family is is actually what's happening as well. And with it, they're in the reinterpreting of family that includes the safety, the support, the emotional and practical investment through found families is on the rise. While not exclusively so, significant contributors to the creation of found families are because of distance as well as dysfunction. Distance and the separation from one's biological family and support structure, as we've heard uh, throughout the service today, uh, is often leads to people seeking out a found family who can help uh, meet some and at times all of the needs of a biological family that it would traditionally uh, provide. A person by the name of Bella Dupolo wrote in 2016 of Lucy Whitworth, a retired teacher and a single mother of, uh, of uh, one living in California. When she was diagnosed with uh, cancer at the age of 68, her fan, uh, friends mobilised. One person helped make a list of everything that, uh, that Lucy would need uh, to do in the months ahead. 48 others divvied up the tasks. They called themselves Lucy's Angels because they spread the work amongst um, many hands. No one felt overburdened or resentful as a result. Family at a distance, interstate or overseas, refugees, international students, all can hunger for family and find that hunger satisfied by creating a found family. Distance can be a driver for found families and the creation of them. But dysfunction can also be another. Whether it is to escape a dysfunctional relationship where abuse was experienced or dysfunction in a person's family of origin, found families can be created to fill the gap that uh, occurs because of separation or because of dysfunction. The fostering of children can be a significant way that biological families are supplemented or replaced at times by foster families and why the continuing of the cycle of dysfunction perpetrated by a small number of uh, foster families can be so damaging and why it's so good when strong foster families are able to be accessed and are available that can help restore and heal the broken. One of the reasons why chosen or found families have been of significance in the LBGTQ plus communities is due to the rejection of biological families. Coming out as a teen, as a young adult or an adult can cause such a schism in that family that uh, the, those that have come out look for a replacement or a supplement to their biological family. So they seek out a chosen family within the LBGTQ plus community who can often identify with the same hurts and pain. What people seek in found families are the same things that they seek in biological families. Safety, love, protection, support, a sense of belonging, to be happy, to be comfortable. For David, I suspect 
it was probably distance. For Jonathan, I suspect it was probably dysfunction. But in 1 and 2 Samuel, we discover the heir to the throne of Israel and the boy from the bush became what we would call a found family with the strongest of bonds only broken by death. I encourage you, if you have time, um, to read through 1 Samuel 18 to 20 and 2 Samuel 1. And if you have children at home who want an example of what it means to be a good friend, a true friend, then I encourage you to read with them through the accounts of David and Jonathan. 1 Samuel 18 follows on after David's killing of Goliath. And 1 Samuel 18 verse 1 reads this. After David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And Jonathan made a solemn, solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Jonathan sealed the pact by taking off his robe and giving it to David, together with his tunic, sword, bow, and belt. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. Another Bible translation puts it this way, the soul of Jonathan became attached to the soul of David. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. A solemn pact, or in the Hebrew, berek, means covenant. It's the same word that describes the covenant between God and man, God and the Hebrew people. It's the same word that describes a marriage covenant as well. To describe them as soulmates would be appropriate. They became a found family, brought about in part because of dysfunction and distance, but also because there was a shared heart and an awareness of God being at work. Dysfunction. A few chapters earlier, Samuel told Saul that Saul would forfeit his position as king of Israel because of disobedience. Saul also experienced anxiety and depression that manifest themselves in wild mood swings and suspicion and conspiracy theories. We see evidence of this in Saul's interaction with David and Jonathan in the chapters that follow. For David, it was distance. The youngest in his family and through his experience of God's blessing, David rose to prominence as we read. For that day on, uh, from that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. Something extraordinary happened in the interaction between Jonathan and David. It's as if Jonathan knew that his spirit uh, within his spirit, what God had planned for David. In verse 4, we read that Jonathan sealed the pact 
by taking off his robe and giving it to David, together with his tunic, sword, bow, and belt. These items are not insignificant. These were items that were part of Jonathan's identity as the son of the king and the heir to the throne. It's almost as if Jonathan was saying, I know you are going to be the next king of Israel and I choose you. Rather than seeing the throne as being taken from Jonathan, Jonathan in his actions was endorsing David as the next king of Israel. But Jonathan's loyalty to David and his found family caused a breakdown between Jonathan's uh, between Jonathan and his biological family with his dad. Sometimes people will find themselves choosing their found family over their biological family with significant consequences. In 1 Samuel 19 verses 1 and 2, it continues the account. Saul now urged his servants and his son Jonathan to assassinate David. But Jonathan, because of his strong affection for David, told him, that's David, what his father was planning. Tomorrow morning, he warned him, you must find a hiding place out in the fields. Jonathan's decision to remain loyal to his found family was not appreciated by his father. And there's a bit of a language warning here in 1 Samuel 20, verses 30 to 33. Soil, uh, soil, Saul boiled with rage at Jonathan. You stupid son of a whore, he swore at him. Do you think I don't know that you want him to be king in your place, shaming yourself and your mother? As long as that son of Jesse is alive, you'll never be king. Now go and get him so I can kill him. But why should he be put to death, Jonathan asked his father. What has he done? Then Saul hurled his spear at Jonathan, intending to kill him. So at last, Jonathan realized that his father was really determined to kill David. Later, when David mourned Jonathan's death in battle, David composed a funeral song as recorded in 2 Samuel chapter 1. And it included this reference to Jonathan. Oh, how the mighty heroes have fallen in battle. Jonathan lies dead on the hills. How I weep for you, my brother Jonathan. Oh, how much I loved you. And your love for me was deep, deeper than the love of a woman. Oh, how the mighty heroes have fallen, stripped of their weapons, they lie dead. As we heard earlier, there are, those, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Such was the depth of love and meaning that David and Jonathan experienced for their found family. Some say that blood is thicker than water. Well, there's an Arabic, Arabic saying that is this, blood is thicker than milk. 
what the Arabic culture is saying in this is that there is a recognition and a realisation that in bloodshed, in the support of another in battle, that that bond that is forged in that, that time is thicker than milk, milk that siblings share from the same mother. Blood is thicker than milk. Some have suggested that the saying blood is thicker than water is actually a misinterpreting of the saying the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Whether that's true or not, what we see in David and Jonathan's found family and in many other found families is that the bond shared in a found family can be stronger than that that is experienced in a biological family. Today, we have people in our community who through distance or because of pain of dysfunctional biological families earnestly seek a found family. They look for found families in pubs, in sporting clubs, in gyms and in the workplaces through virtual relationships online and through uni groups and social activities. For some, because of distance and sadly dysfunction, you also search for a found family and that's brought you to Northern Community Church of Christ. I have the privilege of meeting people every week that hold Northern as a special place in their life, a place of safety and of support to have people know that they can come here and not be judged, but asking for help and sitting down with them and seeing tears of appreciation tumble down their cheeks. They didn't know where else to turn. They didn't know who else to trust. For others, your family is positive and it's strong, yet Northern Community provides a spiritual found family that is missing in other parts of your family. We also understand that Northern provides family support through supplementary grandparents and supplementary grandchildren. We can and hope to play a significant role in the lives of those in our community seeking a found family. We know that there can be hurt and pain associated with the search. We know that the choices that you make can cause deeper separation from your biological family. But know that we want to support and support you and care for you. We long for you to know God's healing and hope. We want to welcome you home, home to a found family where you can know, where you can belong, where you can become all that God created you to be. May you know the safety and the love. May you know the experience of arms around you to protect you, the generous support and a sense of belonging where you can know true joy and comfort in being found by God and by God's love for you and may northern be your found family as we welcome you home today
Let me pray. Jesus, we recognise that there are a number of people in our community that through the loss of loved ones, a spouse, through distance from family, through dysfunction and brokenness, that as a result of these things, people are longing, they're lonely, and they're looking for a found family. Lord, help us to be that found family for them. Lord, help us to grow in our appreciation for the blessings that we have around us with those that we connect with each week. May we value it. May we treasure it. And may we invest and support it. But for those that we know that are searching for a found family, whether it's because of their spiritual isolation, whether it's because of social isolation or other reasons, Lord, help us to connect with them. Help us to introduce them to you. Help us to introduce them to Northern, where they can be found and where we can treasure and honour them. In Jesus' name, amen. As we reflect today on the story of Jonathan and David and their experience of a found family, and as we think about the realities of found families in our community, I want to have us reflect for a little bit on who has God placed in your life to offer you love and support? We, re we remembered earlier about friends and close friends, best friends, and what they mean for us. But who has God placed in your life to offer you love and support? Spend some time now thanking God for them. Also, you may want to consider how can you make room to allow for someone else to find their family with you? Do you have room? Can you create room for them to find family with you? And then finally, who do you know that is searching for a found family? Pray that they might find their found family at Northern. We're going to have some music played in just a moment and I'll just have to do some quick transitioning for that. But as we take some time to reflect, I encourage you when the music's played, just to take some time to, to pause and to pray and to commit these things to God.